it's often done in small bites, is there is so much that Scripture has for us to unpack. The detail and perfect construction of every phrase in Scripture is so perfect that once studied, every phrase pulls us deeper and deeper to what is only the surface of God's wisdom and greatness. Last extended reading, I believe, uh, was from Matthew chapter 1 to chapter 7. So today we'll be reading from chapter 8 to the end of 14 as an extended reading. Open your Bibles, get your pens and, at, at your pens and highlighters, or just listen to Scripture read aloud. We'll be reading about Jesus and the miraculous healings he did, what it means to follow Jesus Christ and much more. But most excitingly, we will be reading some of the very words that Jesus himself said, the very words that he spoke on this planet 14,000 kilometres from where you're sitting now. We'll have one reader per chapter come read for us and we'll look through a few thoughts after. So zoom out your scripture reading lenses and he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Thanks, Jude. Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 1. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. But only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, Many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases." 
Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me, and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? And when he came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them, and the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city, they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. And the crowd saw it. They were afraid and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I came to call the righteous, not call the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, 
Can the wedding guest mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of untrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and the worst hair is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilt, and the skins are destroyed. But the new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved." While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had been suffering a discharge of blood for twelve years came behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, he saw the flute players and the crowd making commotion. He said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out through all the district. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame throughout all that district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-possessed man who was mute brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute spoke, and the crowds marveled, saying, Never has anything like this been seen in Israel. But the Pharisee said, He cast out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for the labourer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it, and if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death and father his child, and children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on the earth, for I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, 
And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples. He went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Leopards are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, the one who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare my way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the, violence take, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking and they say look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazon. Woe to you, Bethsaida. 
For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? Will you be brought down to Hades? Sorry, you will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have, been, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. And at the, that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Father chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. At that time, Jesus went through the grain, grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples began, became hungry and began to pick and the heads of grain and eat. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he became hungry, and he and his companions? How he entered the house of God and they ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those with him, but for the priests alone. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent? But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire compassion and not sacrifice, you would have not condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Departing from there, he went to, into the synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. And they questioned him, Jesus asking, asking, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. And he said to them, What man there is among you who has a sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will he not take hold of it and lift it out? And how much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So then, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and it was restored to normal like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him so as how they might destroy him. But Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there. Many followed him and he healed them all, and he warned them not to tell who he was. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. 
Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A battered reed he will not break off, and a smouldering wick he will not put out, until he leads justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus, and he healed him, so that the mute man spoke and saw. All the crowds were amazed and were saying, This man cannot be the son of David, can he? And, but when the Pharisees heard this, they said, This man casts out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. And knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is dividing against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? If I by Beelzebub cast out demons, but whom do your son, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Well, how can you, anyone enter the strong man's house and carry off his property unless, the fir- unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I say to you, any sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven people, but blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Either make the tree good, and its fruit good, or make the tree bad, and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of what is f- which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure which is what is good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you that every careful word that people speak, they, careless word that people speak, they shall be given account for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and the Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered them and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, and yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was in for three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up with the generation at the judgment and will condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Now when the the unclean spirit goes out of a man and passes through the waterless places, seeking rest and does not find it, then it says, I'll return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it unoccupied, swept and put in order. 
Then it goes out and takes along with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. The, same, the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. That is the way it will also be with this evil generation. While he was still speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside, seeking to speak to him. Someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and large crowds gathered to him. So he, so he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And he sowed some seeds, fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. And others fell on the rocky places, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on good soil, and were yielding a crop, some a hundredfold, some a sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said, and said to him, What do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus answered and said to them, to you it, was, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him, more shall be given, and he, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of these people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Lest they will see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his, in his heart. This is the one on whom the seed was sown beside the road, and the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. And the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. 
And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go up to go and gather them up? But he said, No. For while you are gathering up the tares, you might uproot the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First, gather up the tares and bind them, up, bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, and this is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is fully grown... It is the largest of the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in, in three sata of flour until it was all leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables, and he was not speaking to them without a parable so that was so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying... I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, and the field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom, and the tares are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the are angels. So just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness, and will throw them into the fiery furnace and that place where there will be whipping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea, and gathering fish of every kind. And when it was filled, they threw it up on the beach, and they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers, but the bad they threw away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous, and will, and will throw them into that fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure things new and old. 
Now it happened that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. And he came to his hometown and began teaching in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and this miraculous powers? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they were taking offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his, in, in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod has had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his, brother's, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people, because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a plate, and the king was sorry because of his oaths and his guests he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. 
but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognised him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment and as many as touched it were made well. How good is it to hear a larger section of scripture read? <clears throat> there is so much there. I can't expand on everything, and the preachers have taken months, if not years, just expanding these, uh, these few chapters. I wanted to quickly touch on faith, belief, and the attitude towards God. Did you notice the attitude of adoration and humbleness that came across in the, some of the healings? Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Lord, I am not good enough for you to come under my roof, but if you just say the word, my servant will be healed. If only I touch his garment, then I will be saved from this. What is our attitude towards Jesus Christ? The next thought I had was the faith or belief that people had in Jesus. You can make me clean, said the leper. Just say the word and my servant will, will be healed, said the centurion. Which Jesus replied with, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith anywhere in Israel. The synagogue official said, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. How much do you believe in God and his power? The official's daughter had died, and yet his heart didn't say, It's too late. His heart went to, I must get to Jesus, because if he touches my daughter, dead daughter, she will live again. 
How much do you really believe that Jesus is bigger than your struggles? Do you really believe Jesus took all your sins upon himself on that cross and defeated them? Are you holding on to sin because God isn't big enough to defeat it? We need to check where our faith is at. The evidence of God's power over life and what it has to throw at us is right here on these pages. Faith in Christ is freedom from sin and death. To be a follower of Christ comes at a cost. Faith in Christ is to be a follower of Christ, which means you will face trials. Jesus said to his disciples, I am sending you as sheep into the midst of wolves. Now we know how well a sheep can defend itself. It's utterly hopeless. I guess that's why the image of Christ being our shepherd is so beautiful. We have no power and the need to depend on Jesus Christ as we walk through every day of our lives. Jesus said, you'll be hated by all because of my name, but it is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. I'm not going to lie, that sounds pretty intimidating. But there is hope, because Jesus said a little further on, Do not fear those who kill the body and are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. If you're a believer in Christ, nothing can take your soul. Your soul is his. wrap up with three things to think about. One, have faith that fears in the power of the Lord. Have faith that fears in the power of the Lord. This is not limiting God and he does do works in the way he wants. But God works to the level of depth of your faith. God works to the level of the depth of your faith. In other words, if you believe God is bigger than your struggles, he will be. Jesus' words to bind Jesus' words to the blind guys we read about, it shall be done to you according to your faith. Rest in him, for he is all powerful and he created you. He made us, he can fix us. Second thing, have faith that is logical. Have faith that is logical. Did you know the Holy Scriptures were real? 
did you? Read it, digest it, believe it. And when trials come and false teaching comes, take your logic, reasoning and understanding of Scripture, how God wrote it, and God's power into battle against evil. Thirdly, live your life of sanctification that is fearless of this world. Live your life of sanctification that is fearless of this world. Who did the passage tell us to fear? Anyone? God. And if God is for us, if God is for you, who can be against you? Anyone? Nothing. No one. I heard this quote somewhere. I forget where I heard it. Um, but it's for being in the midst of trials. When you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. When you squeeze, squeeze a Christian, you should get Christ. When trials squeeze you, show them Christ. What hope we have in Christ our Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you and we are sorry that we have doubts in you. Forgive us, we pray. Lord, we pray that you will give us faith that will respectfully fear your awesomeness. Deepen our understanding in you, Lord. Give us your wisdom and help us to rest in you and your scriptures. Amen.